This is the Entertainment Answer. And welcome to a very special edition of the Entertainment Answer. I am Matt Mungle. We love award season around here. We've already had two huge awards with the CCAs and the Golden Globes as we gear up for the SAGs and the Oscars still to come. And I thought it would be fun, always a blast for me, to bring in some of my good friends, fellow Critics' Choice Association members to talk about what we've seen so far in the world of film and what we expect to come. Joining me today on this special program, we have Preston Barta from Denton Record Chronicle and Fresh Fiction. We have Brian Kluger from Boomstick Comics, High Def Digest, and a thousand other podcasts. And Susan Kamyop-Stevens from ThisChicksFlicks.com. All right, well, man, I'm excited. First of all, I'm excited because I miss, I miss hanging out with you. Uh, I just thought it'd be fun to dive in because we've already had two of the award shows. We had the Golden Globes and then followed up the week later with... Um, the Critics' Choice Awards. We still have the SAGs coming up on February 23rd and then March 10th for the Oscars. Um, SAGs are usually what they are, but I just wanted to kind of test the waters where you three are as what you think. First of all, were there any surprises of what we saw at the CCAs and the Golden Globes? And is this a forerunner foreshadowing of what the Oscars are going to be? Are the Oscars going to just follow suit with what we've seen so far? Are they going to muddy the waters? Um, I mean, Preston, I'll start with you. First of all, it's turned into an Oppenheimer Barbie war, which we mm -hmm. saw through the summer. I don't know if we expected that in award season. Uh, are you surprised by that? Not, not too much. Uh, cause I, I personally put Oppenheimer higher up on my list than Barbie as much as I thoroughly enjoyed Barbie, but I kind of figured early on that Barbie would be recognized in more of the technical categories like such as makeup and production design and things like that and uh, possibly um, some screenplay recognition I guess right now uh, the, the trouble with how we did it because it just was determined right after we announced our winners was that Barbie is a, a adapted work and not a original work um, so I can see it uh, let's see. It's up against what is what else is in the original category? I guess we can break that break that down a little bit later in terms of what it could be for the Oscars. But um, yeah, I wasn't too surprised about Oppenheimer getting some of those top spots. I think you know I would love for some other films to get some recognition, but I'm not personally. I know Brian probably feels the other way on this, but I. I'm okay with Oppenheimer winning best director and best picture and, and, uh, was no, thank surprised. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised that Killian Murphy, uh, didn't get the best actor win as even though I, per I voted for Paul Giamatti. Um, so yeah, there were some cool things that were happening in the awards at, at the Critics choice awards in terms of like shit kind of shook things up by comparison to the golden Globes. So that I think it should make, some of those wins for the Oscars a little more interesting. Yeah. And I, and I think Brian and I are going to be on the same page with Oppenheimer, but before we get into that, Susan, let me ask you, is it going to affect the Oscars? The fact that the CCA and the golden globes, they have a comedy, a category for comedy where the Oscars don't everything's in, is that going to hurt films like Barbie and poor things? when you have to put everybody in the same bucket? Are we going to see Oppenheimer rise to the top and 
the Academy not really taking Barbie as serious for film and acting and is supporting like we've seen. I don't think um, Poor Things is going to be the the contender for Best Picture when it comes to the Oscars. I think you bring up a good point. The fact that I, a lot of um, like with having a comedy category is giving Barbie something. And I think that's what both award show wanted to do. Golden Globes decided to go the lame route and do a box office, box office achievement, which was not my favorite because that's just math. Um, but uh, you know, we did the comedy and we gave them that. So there is still a slight chance that the Oscars might go Barbie route if they want to shake things up. And they have, I, I think that the SAGs will be telling with their, um, I don't know off the top of my head, do we know what the the cast, the, the top award for SAG nominees are? Like best ensemble? Yeah, best ensemble. Who all got that? Is Barbie in there? Let's see. Uh, Barbie the is American in there. Yeah, Barbie, Color Purple, American Fiction, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Oppenheimer. Okay, so I think that'll be telling, and I say that because the year that CODA won, CODA was not on the map at all. But then all of a sudden, CODA won that SAG for Best Ensemble, and it changed the the narrative completely. It got on a hot streak like that to win Best Picture, and nobody saw that coming. So I think because of that, if Barbie pulls a SAG for Best Ensemble, they are not out of the running for best picture. And I do think it's it's going to be between Barbie and Oppenheimer. I did not see that coming into award season. I did not think that that was what we were going to. But, I mean, I personally would like to see Barbie win over Oppenheimer. But that's just me. Yeah, but so even going deeper into the the acting categories, is the, the Margot Robbies and the Ryan Goslings, are they out of a shot for the Oscars? Where they've had a chance in the world where you have supporting actor in a comedy or actor in a comedy or musical. Now that that's gone, are we going to just, are we going to weed those out? Even Emma Stone, who she's been my front runner for best actress the whole season still is for poor things is, is, is going to be tough for her to win out over the, dr the drama of a Lily or somebody like that. I mean, I, I think Emma Stone now is the front runner for sure, but uh, I wouldn't rule out Lily. I think Lily still stands, again, SAG will be the telling of it. SAG is a big yeah. teller of that. But as far as, I mean, I think we can all agree about the supporting actor, but I think the supporting actor, they're wanting to give it to Robert Downey Jr., which is completely, it's just a lifetime achievement award. If you put his performance side by side, any one of the other nominees this year, that is not, he's not, he did not do better than that. Susan is correct. Susan is correct. Yeah. And Brian, I was going to go to you on that because I think yeah. you and I are in the same Oppenheimer camp where Oppenheimer was not my favorite film. I don't think I voted for it in any category. I didn't either. Any nomination except maybe cinematography. I may be I not. Definitely not cinematography. Ugh. So are you, are you in the camp that RD, RDJ's um, wins have been more of a fan thing from critics, you know, who love Robert Downey Jr. and from the, Golden Globes, the drunk uncle who just said, hey, let's just do that. Do you think the Oscars are going to go that same route? Or do you think that his his reign is over? Oh, I don't know if his, oh, like of this year, his reign is over this year? Yeah, for the Oscars. Are the Oscars going to give the supporting actor to Robert Downey Jr.? He'll definitely be nominated. And I think Oppenheimer going into the Oscars has the best chance out of any other movie, unfortunately, to win all of it. Um, and I don't know why maybe people are looking into this movie more than they ought, should be, but 
I think there's all the performances in Oppenheimer are much worse than any other movie that's being nominated. Like Susan said, um, even at the Critics' Choice, when they were showing the Best Actor category and showing clips, they showed Killian Murphy's Oppenheimer, and then they showed um, they showed Paul Giamatti's from Holdovers. And in that little moment, those span of like 15 seconds, I'm looking at Paul Giamatti, I'm looking at Killian Murphy, and Paul Giamatti's performance in just those few seconds of that clip are infinitely better than what Killian Murphy ever did in Oppenheimer. And I just think people love Oppenheimer so much. I think they have the best shot at winning all of it. Uh, it, it Brian, can I ask you a question? What if yes. they had selected the clip from Oppenheimer when he's given the speech after the bomb and he's taken in the emotions of what he has done? It's not as good. Did. It's still not as nuanced. It's just, it's literally, it's not. I think the best part of that movie is still Gary Oldman as the president. Like, I think that was <laughs> the, the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm even willing to concede the fact that if you look at it from a, a cinematography filmmaking, Oppenheimer was an incredibly made film. The fact that we had all the, the ways to see it, eight theaters and, you know, outside of the, you know, in the, Total of America had the ability to see it in the 77 mil, 70 millimeter, whatever it was, um, as it was made. You can't take that away, that it's incredible, incredible achievement. In Brian's film. like, I can, I will. Oh, I can. I think Guardians of the Galaxy 3 looked better, honestly. Well, I, I have to, I, surprise, I'm not like, I'm, I'm in the middle with this Oppenheimer, but I actually am going to say that I disagree with the fact I would give Killian the Oscar for best actor over Paul Giamatti. And I know I'm probably unpopular here with that opinion, but I think Killian's performance was pretty great. Uh, I, I like Paul Giamatti, but I know I texted this with Matt, his character in, um, in the holdovers is just another version of the character he always plays in every movie. He just plays the same character in different degrees of Paul Giamatti. He even said that in his press conference that we listened to. He plays the same cranky old white guy. Like, and, I, and I bring this question that up rock every movie? year. Was he cranky in what the earthquake movie? I don't know which one that is. He was, he, he was in a movie with The Rock. I didn't watch that. He's very. That's practically the win, like win-win. And I liked his character in win-win more, but not to say that Paul Giamatti doesn't deserve an Oscar. If he wins, I'll be happy for him. But I just think it wasn't that far of a stretch from what we've seen him play before in mm -hmm. comparison to Killian Murphy's performance. But but seeing Killian win for Golden Globes and then Paul Giamatti winning for Critics' Choice, is now it's 50-50. It's crazy. Uh, I think that's great. It's because nobody knows right now. It's up to anybody. Yeah. But then it's gonna... With the Oscars, if we're talking Oscars, well, if you're talking SAG, it's actors voting for actors. And with Oscars, it's producers, directors, writers, actors voting for each other. Well, but in the Oscars, the the people who vote for actors are only the actors still. It's the, right. it's the Academy members who are actors. So that's why when we watched the SAG last year and Jamie Lee Curtis won for Best Supporting Actress, it was pretty telling that she was going to win at the Oscars, which is what happened. So it's 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 not always the guarantee, but it's a really good predictor in the acting categories. 
And just to clarify, Paul Giamatti did win at the Golden Globes because he was in the musical comedy mm -hmm. set. The musical comedy. Because that's what yeah. started the whole viral burger thing. Yeah. Right, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I feel like I ask this question every year because, uh, I mean, Paul's been my ride or die since I saw the holdovers. Uh, all three of them, um, I think, as an ensemble, they're, they're great. The, the film, to me, is just tops. But I also have to be honest with myself and say, is a great character written more than it is performed? As Susan brought up, Paul Giamatti's being Paul Giamatti. Could we have inserted any other actor in there with the way this film was written? and the way that it was directed and still got maybe not as great as Paul's, but got pretty damn close to what we saw Paul do just because of how well it's written and directed. I don't know if I would have believed anybody like Edward Norton or somebody like that in that role of Paul Giamatti. I think Paul Giamatti, the way he looks, his mannerisms, his nuanced performances of facial expressions. I don't know if anybody quite handles uh like subtle heartbreak as well as he does and it's just you feel for him in that so i, I don't mm -hmm. know if anybody else because i mean again i like edward norton i like a lot of actors but paul giamatti like drove this home and if even if it was made for him he killed it i didn't yeah. see paul giamatti in that role i saw that professor in that role. yeah i think that's fair I, I i would i would say the exact same thing um I feel like to, to Susan's point about that we've seen him kind of stretch these muscles before as an actor in other films. Yeah, he, he's very good at playing like sarcastic people or somebody who's like the smartest person in the room type of type of guy. But here, like he can show that level of himself. But like what Brian was saying, like there's there's something boiling underneath. And I think there's a particular moment uh, and there's a still that's been going around on Twitter of, you know, this feeling of there's a moment in the film where he gets like this news of disappointment when he's at a party. And to kind of just make you feel the life of him in one moment and then just feel for him in another is really quite spectacular and there's a couple of moments like that where you know there's a moment with Dominic DeSessa like early uh, later in the film where he's trying to challenge him in front of one of his old buddies and then they have a conversation inside of a liquor store and there's th moments like that that feel like it's taking it above what we've normally seen for him and it might be because the script is so finely tuned that he's taking his skill set and just i don't know sharpening the utensils or whatever you want to say but i feel like if he's done that kind of performance before this is very very much the top that he's ever done and if you put that against killian murphy i think killian murphy has kind of done stuff like this but that whole script is so wordy like he have to talk so much in that and say equations and I believe how smart he is. And then there are some moments where, like I was mentioning with that particular scene where you kind of feel for him, especially toward the end when it's like him versus Robert Downey Jr.'s character. So I don't know, they're both very spectacular performances, but like Matt, like I'm very much in Paul Giamatti's corner and I, I'm, I'm hoping that he'll pull off the win. However, I would not be disappointed if Killian Murphy won. Yeah, and I think Susan and I have talked a lot about that through these award shows. I know her, we've been texting is fact that even when our person doesn't win, 
a lot of times there's not disappointment. It's like you said, if Killian wins, I'm, I'm not going to be disappointed. I really want Paul yeah. to win. Same way with, you know, I'm, I'm in Emma Stone's corner. If Lily pulls it out as best actress, I can't, yeah. I can't frown at that. She was amazing too. So there's really not a, I mean, I can't think of anybody that's only Robert won. Downey Jr. I would yeah, say. I was gonna say yeah. I, I'm mad at any of the. This is probably one of the toughest years for the lead actors. I'm not gonna be mad at almost any. Like, definitely not mad at Killian or Paul. I just ultimately that was just thinking that Killian did a little bit better for for my taste if I was gonna pick one. But I same with uh, I voted Lily for the Critics' Choice, but I was happy for Emma. Like it's, I've said it's a three-way tie as far as the lead actresses for me, for all three, Emma Stone, Carrie Mulligan, and uh, Lily Gladstone, just amazing performances. So I can't, mm. it's Robert Downey Jr. is the only one I've been mad about. And I mean, Divine's got it in the bag. If she loses, it'll yeah. be the biggest upset. So. And you would take Carrie over Margot? Yes. Yeah. I would. I would. Okay. All right. Well, you uh, wouldn't? Brian huh i i don't know I'm, I'm not saying i would or not i just look at both of them so differently um i don't know there's just something very beautiful about what margo did that whole barbie yeah. film is just special uh, on yeah. so many levels i'm glad she was nominated me too yeah. she should yeah. be nominated she absolutely should and again i wouldn't even be mad if she won either but if i'm just like those three brought some sort of emotional like feeling in different ways mm -hmm. so so brian would you have predicted eight months ago that you and i would us, we would all be sitting here talking about this and a movie that was three hours long directed by Martin Scorsese starring Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio would not even be a topic of discussion that it's not even in the in the talk. I think that's the craziest thing about this whole awards season is uh, the three and a half hour movie Killers of the Flower Moon with such star power and Scorsese not winning a goddamn thing and it's so great i love it it's uh, I, yeah, I guess it didn't win anything huh hasn't won anything yet i mean it's getting nominated for everything but it is going home empty-handed well, every time lily won a golden globe mm -hmm. she did win a golden globe mm -hmm. and it's been getting some stuff and was it a national border review or something like that like at a certain point, I really thought it was going to be Killers of the Flower Moon versus Oppenheimer, but now right. me too. Susan said, me too. kind of me moved too. over to the Barbenheimer thing. Yeah, that's totally what I thought. I thought it was going to be Oppenheimer and uh, Killers. I'm glad Barbie's the one because I, I want to see Barbie pull through. Right. Uh, of course you do. It's, I mean, I do too. I want to see Barbie get all of the awards and it's winning. Like it not, might not be winning best picture and screenplay but it is winning like it won several awards at critics choice and golden globes um but with killers of the flower moon and oppenheimer killers of the flower moon has every box check to win the oscar and it's not and it's crazy maybe it's just like we've said in our reviews it's redundant it can get tiresome we've seen it before and it's ultimately forgettable for the most part uh Minus everybody's talking about Lily Gladstone. It's, <laughs> I, I think people are gravitating more towards Oppenheimer and Barbie yeah. um, because Barbie and Oppenheimer had, was in the news. You remember it. They're both billion dollar franchises where Killer of the Flower Moon had a little Apple release uh, for the most part. I mean, it was in theaters for a little bit, but I think most people forget about that. Yeah, it's kind of like Gangs of New York all over again. Because that movie got like 10 nominations at the Oscars, zero wins. But the well, 
the number one thing you remember from that movie is Daniel Day-Lewis's performance. So you can stack that against Lily Gladstone and everything else not really getting as recognized. Well, I think I think part of the problem is exactly what you said, too. Like, Killers of the Flower Moon is, I think Martin Scorsese, and this was the same deal with Irishman, he's, he's doing the same formula, pretty much. Yeah. He's not breaking any, it's not anything memorable or unique. It's just kind of like, we've seen this story before, just changed up a bit so I, I don't know i just think that people it's tired it's a tired like yeah i agree with you the only thing that kind of makes this one a little more interesting is like the final moments of the film yeah. where it yeah. just yeah, he did something a little different he did something I mean, different at the end yeah right because you have all these characters and it's like very slow world building and then like in comes the home run hitter yeah. Brennan Fraser to like liven things up for a few minutes. <laughs> and then you get that fun, you know, Prairie home companion type of ending uh, literally. Yeah. And it's, it, it's like a breath of fresh air, but it's like, Oh my God, that took us three hours and 10 minutes to get to. <laughs> and, whew, uh, and again, Leo and Robert Downey Jr. And everybody in that movie as, as well as everybody in, Oppenheimer I just think with as far as the actors and actresses uh, it's I think Killian Murphy doesn't need to be in the running to me I think Ryan Gosling did a little better job lead, or what are you talking wait for lead actor or no I'm just talking about acting in general well Ryan Gosling's nominated for supporting yes he is but will he be nominated for an Oscar Oscars? yeah he so. will I think, I think so. so I think yeah. so yeah Definitely. all right I just well, the person who's the, the, the Charles Melton yeah. is the one who's getting robbed of anything here, and don't even get me started. Like, well, he's he's brand new to the scene. I know, which it's, is the thing. Uh, but it is it, a thing. Well, so is Lily. Killers of the Flower Moon. It just <laughs> yeah. is crazy with She's the amount of star power though. behind it. Yeah. With Killers of the Flower Moon having the star power behind it, I can't believe it's not winning anything. It's like yeah. I mean, I don't want it to. It's just what Matt said originally. It's like, can, can you believe it? And I was like, it's it's crazy. It is. Yeah. And, and speaking of May, December, let's talk about Netflix for a minute. Um, is it hurting Bradley Cooper? Because he, he's a little aloof when it comes to how he deals with press and how he deals with the, the world as a whole. Uh, he's brilliant. I love Bradley Cooper. Um, his directing and Maestro as a whole has been in my top three. And I would I even was willing to give him a nod for best director because of what he did in the years and years he put into Maestro. Is is this the Netflix curse for my Maestro and May December that we've seen for the Irishman that we've seen pretty much every year with all the stuff that Netflix does and then they can't seem to pull anything out? Well, Power of the Dog was Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah but they, didn't they didn't win. win they didn't win anything. They got director though. They did yeah, get they director. Yeah, I guess they did do director, but well, I mean, Pinocchio last year did did make it. <laughs> they did get that. That's true, but I, I just feel like I mean, with with Maestro and what Bradley did is, is is he going to get any recognition from the? He, he'll probably get nominated. Does he have a chance of winning an Oscar no. for any on any level acting? No, directing. no. Whatever no. chance he had was going to be at the Critics' Choice, and once that left, it he's lost momentum. I think it's yeah. going to keep up with the SAG is going to be either Killian or Paul Giamatti. I mean, I, no, I just don't think so. I don't know what's going on, but I think there's a personal reason with bradley cooper that we don't all yet know yet or something i don't know how much people like him really because i thought he was like likable and all i that. like him but i think there's something going on there honestly i think there's 
I mean, there was a whole discourse going on after the movie about, uh, and even I kind of felt that when I saw the trailer, it's like, is he trying, like how much does trying versus actually genuinely or naturally having talent is kind of up for debate. And so if you watch the film, I guess you can kind of uh, decide for yourself. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's just going to be nominated for, uh, or his film will be nominated for things. But yeah, like Susan said, it's not going to sneak anything in, I don't think. No, yeah. we're going to have nominations. I mean, maybe he'll snag a technical. I have no idea. I don't think so, though. I think Oppenheimer is getting a lot of like the cinematography and the score and stuff like that, while as Barbie is getting the like production design, the costume, the makeup, that kind of stuff. So, but I mean, all, all right, Matt, you 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 said it. you like it seems like you like Maestro more than all of us. You said it's in your top three. I love if it. If Maestro is nominated in your top five category, are you too, Susan? It was in my top 10. Uh, but not top three, though. Not in my top three. Yeah, not top three. I'm talking about top three. So Matt said it's in his top three. And if you have Maestro in the main categories of the Oscars, even if it's in your top three, are you voting for anything Maestro when everything else is nominated? See, that, and that's the thing. Then it comes down to a, like I've always done, and I think we all do this as, as human beings. There's movies that we love, but then we understand that we love them for, for different reasons. doesn't make them award worthy, if that makes sense. So I would be, I would be more than thrilled if Bradley won. In fact, I voted for him at, for the CCA only because I knew he wasn't going to win, but I, I could go to sleep going, I did what I could, you know, I threw yeah. a bone to the guy. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm still, I mean, other than Greta, I can't think, I mean, everybody's Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan. I would love to see Greta win the best director, but if she doesn't and Bradley did, he would, I would be cool with that too. They would be my top two in the directing. I can't think of a other director. Who's your leading director right now? If since you don't like Oppenheimer, who's your top director? I mean, she won't be nominated, but I think Emerald Fennell is probably the best director of the year. But I'd give it to Alexander Payne over anybody. Over over Greta for Barbie, really? Over Greta for Barbie, yes. Oh my god! Well, I voted Greta for Barbie and for directing, and I think I oh I don't even want to get into how much I hated that we didn't have like that Chelsea Handler had to step up and allow Greta to speak and accept an award because you want to talk about silencing women. And I know that wasn't like, it just, it really sucked because she won all these awards at our show and she had to sit at the chair and not even get a chance to accept them as including best original screenplay. And I just think she deserves so much credit for Barbie. And I just thank God Chelsea Handler let her speak. We need to change that. That's a whole different conversation with what we did as a, with our group but um anyways i just i think greta deserves a lot of recognition for barbie and the fact that the oscars is not going to put it as original screenplay is going to hurt her I, I i don't know unless they pick it right now the adapted screenplay has been american fiction but i kind of liked american fiction getting adapted i wanted barbie to get original so i don't know what what's going to happen there but i just want greta to be able to go up to the oscars and and Get an award for Barbie because she deserves it. Yeah. No, I, hey, man, I, I, it may work out all, for you. And seeing <laughs> nice. a lot of these for people Meister. get up. Yeah. Really? You think so? No, Christopher, no Christopher Nolan's going to win director. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I was just saying, he he's going to win director. Oh, no, yeah. He is going, yeah. He, I don't see anybody else winning. There's no way. I don't think he should, no but he will most likely win. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, so, I mean, Preston, I, I know because Brian alluded to this, is, is Emerald, because I know you love Christopher Nolan. I mean, we all do. And you look at the Dark Knight trilogy, everything else he's done. Uh, this one aside, when it comes down to him or Emerald, where, where, which camp are you in? Because I didn't even think about Emerald Fennell. I didn't even think about her until Brian just brought it up. Uh, I did. So I am in Christopher Nolan's corner on this film. So I did vote for him <clears throat> at the Critics' Choice Association. Um, I, yeah, in terms of like all the other people that are uh, in the running, like I, I wouldn't be, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm getting a little bit older and I don't care as much, but <laughs> I'm just like, anybody could win. It's fine. I mean, right. I, I get more... I, I get more excited by the recognition and the nominees more than the wins themselves, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, I really hope, like, somebody more than Greta as a female director gets recognized, whether it's uh, Celine Song or the filmmaker of Anatomy of a Fall, which I feel like sometimes there's always, in the, in the Oscars, there's those international films that kind of sneak into these like uh main categories every now and then i could see something like that uh happening but uh for winning i think it seems like it's going to be christopher nolan at this point but uh would not be disappointed if greta won and i, I just hope greta gets something um i think when we were talking about margot robbie earlier for acting like she she produced that film like it feels very much hers like she mm -hmm. She made the choice with Greta. She made all all these decisions that it's like we need like a best producer. Uh, I know that technically that is film right. at this point, but um, like that, there needs to be some recognition with that too. Um, so, but yeah, overall. Yeah. Uh, now, do you think the fact that I think from what I've seen, Saltburn has been one of the most talked about social media driven reactive yeah shows that have hit streaming or theaters in such a long time is that going to make the oscar stand up and, and maybe see it more where the golden globes and the critics choice really sort of didn't does that social media drive of the reaction of saltburn going to help it or hurt it or neither you mean like actually make it win not win but maybe get more nominees than it would have if there wasn't the social media reaction that we've seen would it be no i think the social the media helps it uh but i think i mean if I think if Oppenheimer didn't come out this year, if it like came out next year, I think Saltburn would be getting more praise than it has. But everybody's on the salt, or I mean, on the Oppenheimer wagon, and I think a lot of people are on the Barbie wagon too. Um, I think those are the two movies to really beat this year, and everything. I think it really is going to be those two to really knock it out. But with Saltburn, I think the social media helps it. And, that, and that's a good question. Let's move Oppenheimer from the equation. Do you think Saltburn is the, the the other film that moves up, or does Barbie just gain momentum and things like American Fiction or Anatomy of a Fall or Poor Things? Does Poor Things then become? Because I mean, we can't count that out. For that was an amazing, amazingly done no, film. No, Poor Things is amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I even agree. For director, I, I mean, yeah, I, none of that would surprise me for direction, for film, for acting, supporting. You take Oppenheimer out, and I think Poor Things maybe even gets more momentum. I, I think if you take Oppenheimer out of the equation this year, I think all of those movies we just mentioned, those four or five, all have a fairly close to equal chance of winning. It would be very difficult. But yeah. with Oppenheimer in it, I think most of the votes are going to Oppenheimer. You wouldn't think that Barbie would just like kind of like 
elevate it's so like push up to the front no i think people would look at it i mean again i think it's the whole comedy aspect thing even though i loved barbie i it's in my top 10 movies it's great i think there's elements that are not great to it but uh i love everybody in it and i now I, I wanted to say it earlier but i think out of ev- watching the golden globes and the critics choice awards so far and everybody getting up and speaking man when uh greta got up to do her thing at critics choice she was like one of the most genuine people that she loved to be there she was so excited she didn't have a canned speech she didn't have any of that she was just so happy and i love that um and i am definitely rooting for her um and like if barbie wins best picture and barbie when she wins best director i am standing up and clapping i will be happy i, I absolutely will just huh? the cw <laughs> the what the meanwhile chris nolan dissed the cw yeah he did he did yeah. the cw yeah, well, I, mean, so, I mean, it is. It's a laughing point. I mean, we all talk about the joke of us being the CC Awards being on the CW. I mean, Chelsea right. no, yeah, said it's, it. it's a joke. Like, when are you yeah. going to see Oprah on the CW? When are you ever exactly? Gonna see yeah, yeah. Like you, you, no, she said Oprah is so powerful that you're watching her on the CW. Yeah, yeah. that's how passionate <laughs> she is about this film. You're seeing her yeah. on the CW, which which is true. Uh, a color purple, another film that just kind of we I had high hopes for. I thought maybe it could be a contender, uh, but then they started singing, and everybody was like, "Oh, the passion and the power that was in the original film and the book just seemed to kind of leave." I don't know what happened. It's insane that people are actually nominating that. It's crazy to me. President, have you watched it yet? I mean, I know no, why, I but it's <laughs> yeah. it's not because it's good um there are some powerful game. moments in it and there's some powerful performances in it but not to the level the very of beginning the exactly what brian said the very beginning yeah, the yeah, first five just, minutes had me and then nosedived yeah. quickly i mean that the final the final scene still is pretty impactful but from what i hear not nearly to the level of people who saw the original film or read the book it was just like man it's like a freight train so that's another one that's kind of i think fallen fallen to the wayside so I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if you look back at the history of the Oscars, you, you take away the SAG, you take away the Critics' Choice, everything that's happened with everything else. I mean, with the history of the Oscars, seeing the holdovers win Best Picture or seeing a little small film like that that is just very endearing or even something that's just old school Killers of the Flower Moon. I mean, both of those, I wouldn't be surprised. The Oscars are always... I don't know. They don't always follow the same train when it comes to best picture, all the other subcategories, maybe, but they have been known to just kind of just go their own route. Uh, yeah. Do you see any of that, those surprises coming up at all? Anatomy of a fall. That's the I was going to say the, hold, the holdovers. I think the holdovers. I would love to see the holdovers win it all, but I just, man, <laughs> I, I, it's like the type of movie the academy likes and yeah it's got all of it's going for it but man with oppenheimer and barbie it's it's gonna be a tough sell it's gonna be a tough sell i, I would i would dark horse i was when giamatti won at the critics choice i stood up immediately i was the first person in the room to stand up because i could not believe it i was like wait what did not expect it for yeah. paul giamatti to win yeah. And you, and you mentioned Anatomy of a Fall. I mean, we've had some, I mean, films that are normally just in the international category, uh, films like that, Society of Snow, uh, Godzilla Minus One. Zone of Interest. Yeah. I mean, th- those are some strong films this year, too. That's going to be usually, 
it seems like a given on the international side, but I'm kind of interested to see where the Academy goes on that. I would love to see Godzilla minus one win. Best oh, I want to see Godzilla minus one win only for a Godzilla to win an Oscar. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think it should win really the best foreign film, but I want to, I, I want Godzilla just to be like set at the Oscars and win. Uh, but I think uh, other ones in that category are probably more deserving for sure. I don't, I don't know, man. The Godzilla movie, using Godzilla as a backdrop for this guy who is struggling with failure and society and what it means for tradition and what he had, what he did, and then his family life and trying to do redemption and putting it in the backdrop of a Godzilla film, to me is just, I don't know. That's great. Very cool. That was, was really cool. good. You know, and Godzilla's not, but you know, I've, I've gone back and watched some of the other Godzilla films in the monster monster verse and Godzilla doesn't really show up much in his own movies. He really doesn't. <laughs> he'll just kind of pop up every now and then, do something and he'll swim away. It's funny. So, I think he was decently in Godzilla minus one, which is why yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah. No, All right. Well, no. in the couple of minutes we have left, we've talked about a lot. Obviously we're going to get together again after the Oscar nominations are made. We're going to break those down. And then once we see where the smoke settles there, but uh, any other predictions, surprises, anything else you want to share before we um, head out of this episode? Anybody? I'd love to see Air come into play. <laughs> yeah, I want Air to be nominated for Best Picture. Oh, my God. That's, uh, that's still why? my number one why? favorite why? film of the year. Because it's one of the best movies of the year. We yeah. haven't talked about it so far, and it hasn't been nominated I, I, for Best Picture in any of it. And it How should. is it different well, than no, any other sports film? No, Globes, Brian. Oh, it did? Yeah. But it didn't win. No, but it did get a best picture, I think, comedy musical. But yeah, I just yeah. feel like I've seen I've seen this story on every I mean, there's a hundred movies on Prime right now that are just like air. I mean, no, we've seen them. it's no. like, oh, yeah, no, the only two movies to me of last year that were like that were Blackberry and Tetris <clears throat> in air. I feel like got into this whole deep conversation <clears throat> about like process about like what goes into these little micro decisions that you never think about <clears throat> on top of excuse me <clears throat> the uh the end the end is so poetic with like this forward thinking that it has about like all these uh accomplishments and failures that michael jordan's gonna have and i feel like it packaged it up in this way that felt more meaningful than some of those other films that deal with that like all throughout, like even the relationship between Matt Damon and Jason Bateman in that film about parents and just being somebody trying to do their job to the best of their ability felt more earned and heartful, uh, heartfelt than some of those other films that dealt with those themes. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Well, maybe the Oscars will stand up and take attention. That I know. Did you understand Air, Matt? <laughs> I did understand Air. air. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite hoodies right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh i like it a lot so uh but i just yeah i just don't get the excitement so anyway it's always great to get uh, feedback and uh, to hear what you three have to say because it's just i don't know i just love talking movies about that so again the oscar nominations will come out soon the oscars are march 10th sag awards are february 23rd so we're going to find out and see where the momentum keeps going and uh be sure and check back and we'll uh we'll break all those down once the nominations are there maybe there'll be surprises maybe not so Anyway. I'm hoping for Megan to get nominated for something. <laughs> and thank that you was, for having us. Was that this year? That was yeah. this year. 2023, yeah. Megan was robbed. It was. Gosh. It was better than Oppenheimer. <laughs>